morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Mike Chen. Follow me on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. It is Friday, May 15, 2020. And yesterday, Matt Painter tour of anger continues because Nogel Eastern very quickly decided where he wants to go to school. And there's no way Matt Painter is not pissed off about this situation because guess what? He is going to be going to the University of Michigan. And so I clearly think that Painter is a little bit more okay with Matt Harms' decision going to BYU, clearly a different conference, not going to have to see Purdue at all. Well, guess what? You're going to have to see Eastern. And I can only imagine the animosity that is going to be on the sidelines when Purdue and Michigan meet next year. I cannot wait. The drama will be top of the line because you can't come back from what Painter said the other day. Painter was very angry about Harms and Eastern transferring, saying that, yes, you might have a degree from Purdue, but you are not a Boilermaker. That's that's a tough, tough way to go about things. Personally, if I'm a young man, I'm probably not leaning towards going to Purdue just because of those comments. You want to have a coach that backs you, and you want to have a coach that backs you in your best interests. Matt Painter is not doing that. He is looking out for himself. Yes, you're looking at guys like Carson Edwards and Caleb Swanigan, who during that interview the other day, he mentioned multiple times saying, look, these are the type of guys. This what happens when you stay for five years at Purdue. You go through it. You're able to get to the NBA. Yeah, those guys are able to get to the NBA, but what do you really expect out of their careers? I mean, Swanigan, uh, undersized power forward, a decent player, but nothing special. Carson Edwards, the knock on him was that his size was clearly an issue, but he's coming out as a, a older prospect. Uh, you know, the ceiling not as high. Floor is there because you know exactly what Carson Edwards is. He's a great floor general. He's a very good shooter, but uh, albeit undersized. And those were Painter's examples. And I'm not going to lie. When you are an upperclassman and you go through a system like Matt Painter's, you expect when you hit your junior and senior year not to be jumped by younger players and that's exactly what happened in the situation of harms and eastern they had younger players come up get more playing time and you know what there's a level of disrespect there think about this way you're a three-year player and you played significant minutes over the first three years of your career or i guess two years because uh you know say you have a red shirt and then you come up to you know your third year and you see someone come in and work hard and yeah Trevion Williams was a great player but and and Matt Painter did try to make that work you have to give him credit for that he did try to make that work but you know Matt in Matt Harms situation you look at it and you're like well you know what i have been passed up i'm not the guy anymore because Harms, I expected Harms to have a huge season. Huge one. 
And then I, I don't think that Harms has a ton of NBA value, but I do think that Harms can play professional f- basketball. That's for damn sure. Where, I don't know, whether it be the G League overseas, but Harms will play professional basketball somewhere. And I think in his situation, when you're looking at it, you you couldn't work with Travion Williams on the court. And if he was getting more minutes than you, and you're going into your last year, and as your last year, you want to show the NBA people or the professional scouts that you can play at the next level, why would you stay somewhere where you're not going to get the majority of playing time? So I understand the move by Harms. I understand the move by Eastern. Same thing, you know. And I cannot wait. I can't wait. When this game, and I'm not sure I have to look at this schedule. I, I apologize. I probably should have done that prior to your chatting about this. But when you're going to look at take a look at the schedule and you're going to figure out what's going on, and I'm look and what I'm gonna I'm actually doing this right now. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna look for the schedule and see if Michigan has to go to Purdue. I know that uh, sometimes they they goof around with the schedule. I don't even know if it's out. Oh, there it is. And, and nope, nope, it's not out. So uh, I just I can't wait if this game if if this game is in West Lafayette and. Everything goes the way it goes, and Eastern's playing well, and Purdue makes a little comeback because last year they didn't have the greatest season. They were a 500 team. And if they make a little comeback, oh, boy, the drama. I can't wait. I can't wait. All right, one other thing about Matt Painter yesterday, uh, CBS Sports, uh, they looked over the 10 coaches that are most likely to win their first title, veteran coaches. Matt Painter was number 10 on the list. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that, um, but I, I'm going forward, I, I don't know about it. Uh, just because this, this blow-up is a, a black eye, and I think it's going to be really hard for him, especially with recruits, to come back and to fix this, you know, to mend the bridge. Because like I said, if I was a recruit, I was watching, and I was potentially having Purdue on my list, mm, I don't know if I'd continue to have them on my list because I want a coach that supports me. And it seems as if Matt Painter is only looking out for himself. So uh, I, I do think that he's a very talented coach, but we'll see going forward how much of an impact that his statements about Matt Harms and Nojel Eastern will sting and how long it stings. So that'll be interesting to see. All right, moving on to the fighting Illini on the football side. They grabbed two commitments yesterday. And it's shocking. One of them was a transfer. Trace Young Smith from Louisville. Uh, missed all of last year due to a suspension, so he's going to have two years uh, to play in Champaign. 45 total tackles over his two years at the Bill with two picks. A decent addition. Uh, again, I'm going to continue to go back and trash lovey smith for the way that he's handling his recruiting transfers are okay but they don't build you a program 
there what a lot of this is what's telling me is that I think Lovey's trying to have that one magical season by getting some of these transfer guys and then retiring, riding off to the sunset and just calling it a career. He's not necessarily super interested right now in getting the high school players and having them progress through the system, getting them better over the course of time. I don't know if that's, you know, if the writing's on the wall for this or not. I'm just, you know, I'm just throwing things out there. I mean, I feel as if they just don't really have the foundation to build that long-term success. So there's potential that he is just trying to get that one year and, and move on, you know, get that eight and four, the nine and three, a potential 10 and two, they're going to have to have a magical season because, you know, I, I think that that's the one thing that they kind of expected to do. You know, you, you look at what happened last year, like the USC trio, uh, you know, Josh Mortabahebe that he worked out, um, only Batiku worked out until he got injured, and then Batiku made a terrible decision to move on to the NFL and was not drafted. Uh, I, I don't know. It, to me, it's just go after some high school guys, which he actually did yesterday. Went out to Florida, got linebacker Trevor Moffitt, 6'1", 190 pounds. Here's my issue with Moffitt. No Power 5 offers. If you're in Florida and you don't have any P5 offers – and that's, uh, you know, that's something that it concerns me a little bit. I do like the fact that if you're going to take a guy, take a guy from a football-rich high school state. Done. Check. Perfect. It's that offer list again. I, I'm not big on stars, and I've told you this multiple times. The star rankings, to me, it, it's just a number. What makes the most sense to me are the scouting and the offers. And when college coaches see potential in players, because they know better than the recruiting services. They know better than you and I. They do it for a living. So when a college coach offers a player, they want them on campus. It's not just, oh, you know, eh, fly by, here, offer. That's not how it works. They legit want those players on campus. And when you see a guy like Moffitt who plays in Florida and doesn't have any Power 5 offers. That's a little bit concerning to me. But I do like the fact that Lovey Smith went after a high school prospect. Uh, I believe that's uh, three commits for the Fighting Illini. At this point in time, man, that's that's really low. It really is. Because you're, you're looking at a cycle where historically... There's a ton of commits. And Lovey Smith's not getting those. So what's going on? Wh where's, the, uh, where's the disconnect here? I don't know. So uh, it's just interesting. I, I think that that's something that really, over the course of you know Lovey's tenure, he hasn't done a good job. I mean, let's rewind back to last year. They took 13 guys. 13. You're allotted 25. Let's even go back another year. 16. They are well, significantly well under the 25-man limit. 
and I understand, yes, there's some transfers in there as well. So, you know, I, I'm not, you know, and especially in, in 18, they had, I'm sorry, in 19, uh, they had, what, seven of them? A lot. But again, you, you can't just rely on those transfers. You can't. And so I think that there's there's something going on at Illinois with Lovey, and that's something to keep an eye on. I, I thought that if he didn't you know, have a good season that he could potentially be on the hot seat last year, uh, made a bowl game. So that clearly, I wouldn't say that took him off the hot seat, but it's not as warm as it was before. But uh, still, that, that's just something to monitor. I think that when you look at how they've done it over the past three, four years, I mean, you know, these, these guys, they should be coming up and making significant impacts. The ones that he has signed through high school. When you're, you know, second and third year players, you should be making impacts. And not a ton of them are. So that's just something to watch. Something to watch out there in Champaign. And that's going to do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. I appreciate the listen. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site as well at Big Ten M. I'm Rate us, review us, share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a great weekend, Big Ten fans. Talk to you on Monday morning.